I love to share with you inspiring conversations with studio owners from around the world. And today is no exception because we are joined by Gargan Ubi, who is the owner of Sonda Studio based in Nairobi, Kenya. Gargan opened her studio in 2022, so just last year, and since then has seen incredible growth. So listen in and find out what she learned along the way, how she stays focused, and what she does to avoid burnout. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran and I'm so excited that you are here with me today because I've got a very, very special guest um, on the show who I met in 2022. Gargan Ubi is a member of Thrive, and that's how I got to know her um, and her business. And Gargan is based in Nairobi, Kenya, where she started her studio, Sandra Studio. And since uh, we met, her studio has blossomed and grown, and uh, Gargan has grown with it in so many ways. And so I wanted her to come on the show today to share with her us all a little bit about her very special and unique journey in the Pilates world. So welcome, Gagan. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Saran. I've been listening to the podcast for a while, which led me to thrive. So happy to be here. It's come full circle. I love it. Full circle. Yes. I think I started listening to you uh, at the beginning of 2022, leading up to me opening up our studio. And then I just decided to sign up for Thrive. And it's been amazing ever since. Oh, well, I mean, what you have achieved has been amazing. And I'd love to, I mean, to see you grow and how much you have been, what you've been able to do with your business has been really inspiring. So I'm so excited that you're here to share the story with everyone else. You know, you started, you opened your business last year and, you know, a year later you have, you're already thinking about next steps, next locations and beyond. But why don't we rewind a little bit and why don't you share a little bit about how you got started and your journey that got you here today. Never thought I would be a studio owner. I was um, I was trained to be a town planner and I was in working in property um, just for the last six years. And I was recently uh, living in Australia and I fell in love with the form of Pilates, but just as a workout after work because the nine to five the only time that I could really go to the gym was much later. And so I would find time in the lunchtime slots of my Pilates studios, which was perfect. And I uh, met my husband and I moved to Nairobi, Kenya, which is where I currently am living. And when I lived, when I moved here, I realized I didn't want to be in the urban planning or property space anymore. And so while settling in, I realized that there was a gap in the market for a form of Pilates. I was trying to find my own routine, find, trying to find a new studio that I could join. And there just wasn't any studios here that taught this style um, that I was used to. So more athletic, dynamic, 
you know, fast paced, but also very welcoming studio. And I decided that maybe this is it. Maybe I should pivot and move into a different direction. So that's how I started my Pilates journey um, with opening up the studio. So when you, you, because you grew up in between the UK and Kenya and you spent a bit of time in the UK in school and then you moved to Australia and then you came back to Kenya. And when you, what what was, what's the, um, landscape like what is it is there a lot of other studios there was it something that you kind of felt like you were opening in an environment where there was a lot of competition or or not there was nothing there was nothing here at all and there there was a few studios but they're almost attached to a physiotherapy clinic so when I went for a session one time I found it to be very like um, rigid and strict. And I, I, I felt more uncomfortable coming out of it and feeling really deflated. And I was struggling to settle back in into Nairobi now as an adult, because most of my life here yeah, was a child and I had my parents, but everyone had moved away. So really trying to figure out that routine. So I decided to just, um, I started from a, a coffee shop. I would just go with my laptop and just search like Pilates training, like really basic and cold emailing a bunch of training facilities to see if they had a course. And then I found one um, back in Australia and I went back and got certified and stopped Pilates and then later breathe education. And I stayed there to do my um, practical and observation hours because there was no studios here to even do that. Right. That must have been quite challenging. (laughs) Yeah. And you need that too for your certification. So I had to just, I went back and I got certified and it was a really great chance to speak to other studio owners and to really gauge if this is something I want to do and understand the market. And it was interesting to view the studio more as an instructor or a studio owner as opposed to being their client. So when I came back, and this is just before lockdown, I probably early 2020, I decided to order my first machine and start private from our second bedroom in our apartment. By the time I um, landed back in Nairobi, Kenya, the borders were shut and luckily my reformer landed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was like, it, it was just literally, I think two days later, the borders shut. So I was just really grateful that our machine landed. We decided to just bite the bullet and get the ball rolling with just a private, with one machine to really test if this is something we wanted to do and test if there was an appetite for reformer Pilates. So I started teaching with two friends and family and then the interest grew. And then I, I started to grow more private clientele. And especially in COVID when everyone wanted to work out in a safe place, all of the gyms were closed. Um, everyone still wanted to maintain their fitness levels. And that, that's actually where most of my original clients came from, where just wanting to keep their routine up in the, in the pandemic. And then we grew our clientele within six months. We added a second machine. So we did semi-privates. And this is all in our second bedroom still. And we quickly outgrew the room. And we decided to now it's time to look for a space and grow our studio, which is where we are now. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit about what your studio, your your first studio looks like. Do you have got how many pieces of equipment in there? How many classes do you offer? Um, Currently, we have um, six reformers. And which is amazing. So starting from our one, we still have our original two reformers in there. I call them my first babies, the, <laughs> the ones that I, I, I started my journey on. So those are in our private room. So we can do privates or semi-privates. And then we have four reformers in our group class. So we 
um, we can run those classes together. And currently we have 70 classes per week. Wow. I know, which is amazing. I mean, we have four instructors now. So all together, we're a team of four and we have 70 group, uh, 70 classes, 50 group and 20 private. And the, the, that fluctuates depending on private, whether they travel or not. Yeah. Incredible. Congratulations. What a fantastic growth. Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic. A lot of hard work and effort went into all of that. Um, so tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what were the, do you, looking back, because I know you've got more to talk about in terms of how your business has grown and what's next, but looking back where, what was sort of like the pivotal moments of like, Oh, am I going to do this? Am I not going to do this? Is this going to work or not going to work? What, do you remember those moments where you kind of questioned or were challenged? But I, it's funny you say that because once I decided that I wanted to do this, I think I'm a very, I, I call myself a busy bee and I always need purpose. And when I moved back, I really struggled to settle in and I just didn't know what to do sitting at home and not having anything to do. And when I decided to do the studio, I just almost didn't think of any ways that it wouldn't work. I just knew that it would work. So I was almost had my blinders on and it was almost like, naive. I think I was excited. I was really wanting this to work. And I'm glad that I did that because that's what kept us going. And I think that's what keeps me going till today. Yes, absolutely. So you've got six reformers. uh, You've got 70 classes a week. uh, You've got four instructors. So over the course of the last year, you've hired and trained teachers. um, You've expanded your schedule. You've purchased more equipment. Um, a lot of kind of really big decisions you've made in a relatively short space of time. Um, so what's next for you and, and what are you kind of thinking about or how is your, what's the next phase of growth look like for you? So um, right now, I think Thrive has been really great because we've, I've always wanted to break down our goals in quarters, but when I joined Thrive, it really made me look at the the quarters as seasons of growth or seasons of stability and Right now, we're in a season of stability. So we have, I'm not, oh, in, in Kenya, we have mobile money. So that's the primary source of payment. And it's almost like cash app, but it's directed, it's linked to your mobile number. So with a lot of the international booking softwares, they're great at booking, but they don't cater in for the mode of payment here in Kenya. So we almost have two systems running side by side where we have the booking software and we have the payment software and makes the system a bit clunky and less seamless for our clients and lots of admin work on our side to reconcile and make sure the packs are up to date, confirming payment code. So uh, we really want to implement a more robust booking system here. And we've been working with um, Moments, which has been amazing. And we're fortunate that they're open to um, connect to local payment providers, which I found on Moment, um, Thrive Moment. So that was really helpful because you don't know where to search and how to search. And there's all these demos that you don't have time to always book in. So we're hopefully we're optimistic that that will work out so that we can create a more seamless um, booking system for our clients where there's visibility on their packs will reduce the admin load. So that's where we are right now with our goals, especially in this slower summer season, as lots of our clients have traveled. We're using that opportunity to trial out a booking system. So back in September, when everyone's back from the holidays, hopefully, fingers crossed, it works. And um, probably the teacher training because there was no, um, there's no Pilates teachers here. (laughs) So we, um, I've like found and trained all of our instructors and now really focusing on 
building our product and so improving my instructors, spending time with them, improving their teaching style, find helping them find their teaching voice and standardizing the teaching method so that all of our clients get the same experience across all instructors, which is important so I can just take a step back and focus on scaling the business because we're still at that stage where some clients will will only want to do classes with me and I'm trying to transition into that. So just really focusing on our product and a booking system is our goal right now in this quarter. But we're also for the next quarter's growth from September onwards, where we've already commenced expansion for a second part of our studio where we're adding in formal machines and Pilates chairs, which is amazing. And really, again, with the growth, really focusing on upskilling our teachers and making sure that teaching comes effortless to them and building the relationship between the teachers and instructors so that everyone has um, a great relationship so that you don't, you're not um, stuck with trying to transition clients from my classes to other instructors. So it's, yeah, right now I would say I'm, I'm in a season of stability where trying to really implement a more robust booking system where we can integrate the payments and the bookings together and then also figure out my teaching, my product and standardizing that. And I would say I forgot. Also, we've been doing um, studio-wide SOPs, which has been great. Oh, ah, great. So creating a SOPs for different teams in our studios. We have an admin team, our front desk. We have our teacher team, our instructor team, and we also have our um, support staff. So uh, our staff that help us around the studio. And that's been amazing. So we're all aligned on the same values and vision for the studio. And just two weeks ago, we did a customer service training about from like the smallest step to the the end step of how a customer should be treated in the studio. And it's really amazing because everyone at the studio now knows every description of each class and what the benefits of performing Pilates is. And I think that's crucial. So you're all aligned. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I think so. It's really wonderful to hear that you've been um, able to sort of break down your focus in those 90 day um, kind of period. So just to give you listeners a little bit of context inside of Thrive, we kind of focus on these sort of quarterly goals and these quarterly plans. So we call them 90 day um, planning sessions and and everyone gets to the opportunity inside of Thrive to um, work on putting together their kind of focus areas or their projects for the next 90 days, just to help give, break it down. And, um, and we often are not just focused on sort of pushing, pushing, pushing and doing more and more and more, but often it's about when you have big, big periods of growth, taking the time to sort of make sure you're filling in the gap. So Gagan's been super smart about um, taking the time to think about how she can perhaps improve that booking process and, and reducing some admin time, but also implementing and putting together SOPs or standard operating procedures, which are essentially documents which lay out every detail about how something is done. And it can be anything from opening the studio to the customer experience, to how to schedule or reschedule a client, how to cancel a client um, and so on. And so these are things that help long-term your business to operate effectively. And what happens if you don't take the time to do what, something like what you've done, Gargan, where you're kind of, you're documenting things, you're thinking about how you can streamline things. If you hadn't have done those things, you would always be that fallback person where everyone would come to you or you would end up doing a lot of those things that you can now delegate and train other people on very, very easily. 
And not just the people who are in your business today, but the people that you're going to probably have to hire six months from now, because you're always hiring in a business, right? Yeah. So I think that's really fantastic that you have um, been thoughtful about that and been thoughtful about doing it in a time where perhaps your business is a little bit slower as well, just to give you that bit of breathing space. Exactly. And I would say what's unique about entering a new market where there's nothing really here. I mean, it's great because you have the the first mover advantage, but the challenges I would say would be like finding um, is really building the culture and the talent. So, and that's why with the booking systems and these small things, like they, they seem small, but they, they really mean a lot because especially when you're trying to build awareness of a reformer Pilates culture or industry here, you want to be able to provide quality service with that. So especially now as our, as interest has grown in our studio, we are feeling the pressure of because that conversion of that first client to their next pack is so important. If they find that it's too hard to book and they have to message here and like WhatsApp here and then send an email and then we drop them a pin, like they're less incentivized to come. So as we're building that awareness of the uh, reformer Pilates here, that booking system is really key for us and making sure our systems are ready for when we do have the new clients that come in. And with the, um, with the talent, with our instructors, I'm really enjoying this season of the slower months because I really get time to spend time with my instructors. Most of my privates are away so I can use those times to hop into their class or have them do a training session with me. All of my instructors, I would say, had little to no exposure to Reformer Pilates. They hadn't even seen a machine before. <laughs> so, wow. wow. Yeah, it, it was it was a lot. And really finding the right fit and taking the time. So I, they, I'm, I'm really proud of them, how far they've come and having to learn this machine and the springs and seeing their growth. And it's been easier with my, my first instructor because she's gone through it. So now when my second instructor came in, she's like, don't worry, you'll find your flows. I was in the same place. And, and it, I, every week I make sure that I spend time with my instructors and, you know, just a small conversations where they're like, oh, you, you guys feel that too in your classes? I'm like, yes. And that's really where I am right now enjoying that because it's unique in the sense that I almost have to guide our instructors because they have no prior experience of what reformer uh, the culture is. And now they're really into it. I'm really fortunate that we're in that rhythm right now. Um, yeah. So I think the um, those things are quite unique to this studio is that we didn't have any talent. So having to tell someone this is a machine and it's not a torture machine (laughs) and I want you to teach it yeah and getting them to be certified and you know learning all this anatomy and then doing their practice uh, practice hours at the same time and yeah I think those are the two difficulties you really have been a busy bee yeah you said (laughs) I know (laughs) I know I'm trying to I'm trying to chip away at my work-life balance now (laughs) I'm trying to delegate more yes great all good you know, there's a journey, right? And the everything, it, it's all, I always, I always say, you know, it's all like these seasons that you are in. And so, you know, and I think allowing, when you think about something, the way, think about the journey in these sort of perhaps three monthly kind of periods of time or seasons, then it helps to sort of me, helps perhaps mentally to, to sort of remind yourself that this is not, you're not permanently you know, going to be in one spot forever. It's not always going to be this way. So, 
you know, thinking about, you know, okay, work-life balance is a focus, maybe for the, maybe for this quarter, maybe for next quarter. And so it gives you that opportunity to sort of think beyond the immediacy of, oh my goodness, I'm doing all the things right now, or, you know, what that, what that might look like for you. Yeah, exactly. I agree. So tell me a little bit about, so your, your new studio with the four pieces of equipment and the chairs, when will that be opening? Hopefully um, at the end of this year, I'm currently um, training up our next instructor because the biggest thing for me, I guess, because I teach as well, I'm really aware of burnout. So I try to balance our instructors with the hours that they get where um, we're still at, we're still um, working to capacity where everyone is doing the hours they're supposed to do, but I'm always aware of burnout. Before expanding, I was aware that I would have to bring on another team member just so there's balance in the team and you're motivated. And in case people get, and I've learned this the hard way. I was, when I first opened the studio, it was just myself and a, another instructor and we both burnt out. And there was weeks where like we'd have to cancel classes because we were both not available. So now knowing that if you, you need to, before you expand and before you take those steps and before you run, you need to walk and like training, making sure I do have the staff there and the, the um, facilities to um, all that growth. Yes. So smart. I love it. And I love that you're being thoughtful about hiring ahead of time, because I think that's often people often like a, a bit of a mistake that some studio owners make where they will wait to hire until they are absolutely, you know, everything is full, 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 and they're exhausted. And and then it, it's a, you're, in, you're really in a bit of a time crunch and it's not helpful for it's anyone. It's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. It's not good to hire in that situation because you can make decisions that perhaps aren't so good and all the things. So that's really smart to hire ahead of time. I like it. So tell me, uh, what would you say in looking back over the journey that you've had so far, what um, would you say has perhaps been the the biggest lesson that you've learned as a business owner? Yeah, I think I always say this to my husband, but I feel like the studio teaches me something every, every, uh, like something new every day. And it can be small or big, but and it's been amazing because it's, I've never like even going to uni or working in my other full-time jobs, like having a studio just is on a different level and you learn something new every day. But I would say to sum it up is trusting the process. So um, trusting the process that the seeds that you're planting today will grow into something amazing. And if I look back, I can really see how that worked. And also trusting the process um, to know when you should be pushing forward and then when to pull back and like being also being fluid and also when to being grounded and focused. And I would say the main thing is knowing when to sm- sweat the small stuff and when to step back and look at the bigger picture. Cause sometimes you're like right in the business and you always say in thrive to take time out and be outside of your business. And I think trusting the process is for me, balancing the two I'm in the, business teaching and then also okay take a step back and not see it from so up close and then um just breathe so trusting the process because it's a it's a really amazing journey and I've loved every bit of it even though it's been hard it's it's I've grown so much from having this studio yeah I love that trusting the process oh my gosh so trusting yourself though too right that's a big that's what that is yeah oh well I'm so glad 
that you were able to come on. And I really appreciate you sharing your journey so far. And I know that we're going to have you back next year and you're going to share even more about how much more you've been able to achieve in your business and be even more inspiring to everyone listening. So thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah. And thanks for having me on. I was like, it's a full circle moment being on the podcast. <laughs> I'm so happy you were here. Fantastic. Thank you so much. So I hope this is helpful to everyone listening and inspiring you on your Pilates business journey. And if you loved what you heard today, I'd be so appreciative if you could go and listen um, to actually not to listen, you're already listening to go and rate and review the podcast. It would mean so much to me and would help to get this out there into the world so that more people just like you can feel encouraged and supported on their journey in our industry. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you.